If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to The Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you, I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Oh yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted, what can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. We're sitting here in the home with David Kennett. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. Um, David is a expert on, um, how would you describe it? Because I would label it as like, um, like musical meditation or um, sound baths or sit, like, how, what, do, what would you actually call it? Because I know one of the things that I, I really appreciate about you is you do kind of give it your own touch. You don't just kind of adopt what everyone else might say it's called. Yes, I mean, the most common term you'll hear now are sound baths is becoming more and more common. And I like to um, call it vibrational resonance because everything is vibration. And that when we strike a chord um, uh, within somebody, it's a resonance. So a a bowl, a voice, an instrument can actually um, resonate with somebody if it's in harmony with their being. And what sound therapy is really designed to do is to bring us back into the center of our being, back to our essence, which is vibration. They know now, the ancients knew this long, long time ago, that everything is vibration, that everything is sound. And physicists have finally, I think about 50, 60 years ago, finally realized uh, that at the core of the atom is vibration. It's literally singing. We are, everything is singing in this universe. And so when we work with sound, whether it's our speaking voice, whether we're toning, singing, playing a bowl, we're really coming back home to the essence of our being, which is vibration. And so uh, one of the things about sound is it tends to um, bypass our intellectual mind um, enslavement and reaches a part of us that has nothing to do with thinking, has nothing to do with time, and brings us into that timeless space of love and light where we can feel like we're coming home. And, uh, and like I said, I feel the reason for that is, is because we are coming home. We're coming back to our sound essence. 
Yeah, so I've heard a lot about um, that we each, as an individual soul or individual being, that we each have our own sound vibration. And this is something that I've just like recently been uh, hearing about from my other uh, sound healer friends. And um, I'm curious what you think about whether or not we each have our own soul vibration or our own individual vibration and what that means versus uh, tuning into like a universal or a greater vibration from you know or, or for different like healing purposes well that kind of brings me to the story of how i got into all of this which is um i was well firstly born with uh, severe chronic asthma growing up as a child mm-hmm. and it was so debilitating that I, my mom would rush me to the hospital in the middle of the night. She would run red lights, get to the ER room, and then thankfully I get the, the EpiPen shot, the adrenaline shot, and then I could breathe again. Um, this happened throughout the course of my childhood. I couldn't even play sports. It was so bad. I would put on, I remember making, uh, making the football team and being so excited about it. And as soon as I put on the uniform with all the padding and everything that being inside of this, <laughs> all these pads <laughs> in the uniform, I would have an asthma attack. Oh, this is freedom. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it was really, it was tough uh, growing up. I was pretty, almost delicate as a child, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was when I met this incredible man, Kenneth G. Mills, who was this Canadian philosopher, musician, really a Renaissance man that my parents knew uh, for quite some time. And he had this gift of helping people find their gift. And one of the gifts he helped me find was my voice. And the way he did it was really primarily through imitation. He would make a sound. Uh, as like I was 19 years old, I'd be like, uh. And then he'd go, uh. <laughs> and then finally, it just, something opened up for me. And even though I was imitating his voice, I found my voice. And the more I began to sing, the more the asthma went away. So it was quite, mm. quite miraculous. Um, and I got really curious about this because I thought, well, I do believe in God, I believe in miracle, and that was definitely part of the miracle of, of the, the voice of the asthma going away. But I felt like there might be something more to know and I started doing research. And that's when I discovered a lot of scientific studies have been done on how the voice affects the physiology and the vibration specifically yes of executing your voice in different ways yes. like mantra or yes. affirmations i know I teach, I teach a lot of this in my role as a mindfulness and meditation teacher and i do a lot of uh, affirmations and mantra and chanting and those kinds of uh deep practices and that utilize the, the throat, or open up the throat chakra and utilize the voice Yes. So it sounds like those are the same things that kind of like tied you into this work. Absolutely. And, and honestly, even if you don't do a mantra, if you would just go mm, long enough, you hum, you're, you're actually releasing more nitric oxide into your blood because you're, you're making the, uh, these little sacs that are in your science membrane that produce nitric oxide, it stimulates them even more. And so they, there are studies that show nitric mm. oxide increases uh, dopamine increases in the blood, oxytocin, the yes, love hormone. all of our positive neurotransmitters yes, exactly. that we need versus the negative uh, 
stress hormones that most people are releasing as a regular part of their life. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, go. Well, what are, I want to, I'm curious, like, what are the, you know, you guys are both people that are like, you're bought in. You're like, you believe this, you, it, you have evidence, personal evidence that it works, it's helping you. How does it, how do you connect this with people that don't? Like I, you know, I have, I have some limited experience of experiencing sound baths and all the is so relaxing and peaceful. I don't, so I buy into there's something there and I'm all about that, the, I wanna say like the quantum physics and the evidence of energy and how that works. But the, the average person out there that goes, well, how is this different than listening to rap or country music or whatever? What would you say, like, why is this a, a different, why does this energetically impact people in a, I want to say healing, cleansing, uh, positive isn't the right word, but like maybe empowering or uplifting way versus other cells? Well, I feel that any, any sound, including music, uh, is, is, can potentially be healing. And a lot of it has to do with the intention behind it. Uh, and I guess I can only speak about the way I present sound therapy. I can't speak for other people who do sound baths, but for me, what makes this different is that I'm educating people on how they can use mm -hmm. intention, their own voice, using a bowl, using instruments to, um, come back into balance. And so, um, my, my work is really about empowering people, about how it's not so much about me, you know, being some kind of magician. Mm -hmm. It's about everyone learning tools and honing in on these tools. These, some of them are ancient, you know, the Chinese medicine, we have sounds for different organs. We have, even if you don't think you can sing, you can make these, these sometimes silly sounding sounds that help you release um, fear or um, nervousness or uh, anger. And for instance, the liver is shh, liver is all about anger. So we can make these sounds. You make these sounds long enough, sure enough, you'll, you might notice a shift. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, there's nothing wrong with anger. And that's always about moving the energy because if it's stagnant, that's when it creates problems. Right. Um, yeah. So each organ has a, a sound. Can, can you speak, you, you were talking a second ago about um, the connection to the body and the earth. Like how does the, um, you know, behind you, people can see like the, you know, all these instruments that you use. How do, how do you think that all of this brings us and does connect us back to, to the earth, to the world that we're in? Well, as I said, everything is vibration. So in a sense, it's, it's bringing us back to the essence of creation itself, which is vibration, which is sound. They called it the big bang. Right. And, and so, uh, Anything that is going to um, have us remember um, our sound essence is, is bringing us back to connecting us to Earth. Uh, what I find is that the sound can go so deep, it can access the places that are not always accessible through words and language. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one of the benefits of that people have told me with my sessions is that, you know, They've tried to do therapy, for instance, where they're talking about a trauma or in their, and they're trying to work through it. Sometimes those places are not accessible through words or language or even emotions. It's sound that can access that, that those places that are, are, are inaccessible, inaccessible uh, otherwise. 
Yeah, I found so I'm uh, I've partnered with a sound healer in Chicago area, uh, Jay Taylor. But we it's interesting because in the work that I do as a meditation and mindfulness coach, it would take me 45 minutes in a yoga nidra or other form of um, deep relaxation form of meditation exercise to bring people to the same brain wave state. So what I call state of flow, where there is a mix of theta waves and gamma waves, where we completely move ourselves out of the traditional um, beta wave state, where we have very active thought, and uh, which brings us actually a lot of stress and propels our, our, our stress response. So moving into a brain wave state of actual flow where uh, time doesn't really matter, where we feel really connected to whatever we're doing and um, things just naturally, like our life naturally has this state of flow. Um, so it combines those two brainwave states. And I find when I'm teaching, you know, in meditation, it will take me 45 minutes most likely to bring someone to that state. Mm. Whereas when I'm combining my work with a sound healer and we're using things like crystal bowls and drums like you have shown here and like you use in your practice, we can bring people to that state, same state of relaxation and state of flow where performance are at, performance at their peak, relaxation is at their peak, all of it in about five minutes. Mm -hmm. So, Amazing. yes, it's incredible that, <laughs> What, I mean, do you have that same experience that you can get people somewhere that they can't get to because of instruments and, and singing and sounds that if they were just to sit and be quiet, you know, that they're not able to get to? I, I don't. I don't think I, I can make that claim. I think everybody has their own path. I've got to make that, you know, you know, what I do is better than, I mean, that's, you know, that's absurd. Um, but going back to your question earlier, Alex, I, and I, I should have mentioned this. There are people who believe in terms of connecting to earth, that there's particular specific frequencies that will do that for us. Like they call this something the Schumann resonance. And if you, if you make tones in this resonance or use a tuning fork that's in that Hertz, that you will become more grounded. I'm a, I take a little more of a rebellious approach, which is that we intuitively can find that sound within ourselves. And if you're still enough in meditation and tune into, for instance, if your intention is to connect and be more grounded, to be bold enough to make a sound that has the intention of making you feel more grounded, like, uh, just feel into it and have the courage to kind of go there, you know, even because the more we can use ourselves rather than look for external um, things to help us, the, the more empowered we are. Um, that's why I think I work, I feel I perhaps work with the voice. For me, that's the most empowering thing um, because our voice is, it's like this frequency generator and we can um, use our voice in, in so many different ways, just making sounds, like not necessarily even, you know, 
singing, you know, because often people kind of shy away from the voice because they oh, I can't sing. I only sing in the shower. That's a classic thing. I only yeah. I sing in I the shower. Or in the car. <laughs> yeah, right. So what would you <laughs> recommend to people that want to, um, you know, maybe find their voice or, so purpose is also something that I find people asking me a lot in uh, my coaching related to finding their voice. And this is a big struggle that people have, like connecting, uh, sharing what they have within them and, uh, you know, connecting their purpose and actually sharing that out loud. So do you have any practices that you would use to, so for someone, for instance, that maybe has no idea what they want to do Mm -hmm. in their life or what their purpose is or what their voice is, um, how do you start to connect to that piece of yourself? And what are like the baby steps that you would recommend to that form of connection and starting that form of connection? Well, opening cool. up those. Let's go to the baby's breath again. So, okay, so here we so go. The baby's breath, let's do this, we'll set up. And we're gonna take a nice inhale through the diaphragm, which is the bottom part of your rib cage. One, two, three, inhale. And exhale with the mouth. Do you recommend making a sound? So yes, let's we can make a sigh this time. One, two, three, inhale. Ah. Now that might seem silly at first, but the ah sound resets the nervous system. This is why we sigh. When we get really stressed out, we're like, ah. We just naturally do that. It's fascinating. We make that sigh sound. And what that tends to do is it, it, it's a vibration. It's a vibration. In our body and if you notice, if you do that, you will notice that you're um, you start to feel different. You know, let's do that one, yeah. two, three. One, two, three, inhale. <sighs> and if you might laugh, you might laugh at yourself making that sound. I, I say to people, laughter is, is actually a, a release. Yes. You know, laughter is part of it. It's, it's like a discharge of energy, right? And that's important. So the next step. And, you know, I'm giving a really quick uh, lesson here, because this is something that I take more time with normally, is to find the baby's breath. And the baby's breath is kind of like the side we did, but much smaller scale. And we're getting more internal and it's more vulnerable. It's kind of a really kind of a, you're going to, you might feel really, you know, uh, vulnerable making this sound because it's very personal and very individual. So it's kind of like this. For me, it's like this. Is there something that we're supposed to think about or consider as we release? So if it feels too much like a sigh, if there's too much energy in it, you're not, it's not really coming from an authentic place. Just relax and do it and just go. It's really tiny. It's not a big sound. I'm laughing because I'm like, did I do it good? Did I, do it? Did I, did I bring the human? Like, I did it good, right? It sounded like... <laughs> There's really not, no right or wrong. Whatever feels authentic to you. But it's funny that our natural human tendency yeah. is to yeah. go towards, is this right? Am yeah. I doing this right? Am I right. doing this wrong? And it's like, no, this is your natural breath. We each, you know, have it. It's, it's our own... Uh, natural process of being alive and it's different for all of us well it's a scary thing but we separate ourselves not try to analyze something and just just not judge something not judge right not judge it here we go be present with it (sighs) too much (laughs) some people take an hour trying to find this by the way so you guys are just you're doing great 
When you're ready, then you can start to elongate that sound, okay? So elongate it. And start to add a little more energy to it. So then, uh, it's coming from the same place. We're not doing anything different. Just a little more energy using your diaphragm. There you go. Using that diaphragm that we were feeling before. The diaphragm is like the foundation of the tone. It's like the the mortar and brick of the, of the foundation of your house. And it's actually so easy to go back to chest or vertical breathing, yes. I'm finding. Even yeah. as someone that generally breathes through the diaphragm, right. in practicing this, I'm, I'm going back to chest breathing. Right, it's a safer place. We want to really get more deep into the body, which is the diaphragm. Yeah. And you're really feeling yourself. Like with an ohm. So yes. can you talk at all about the importance of the vibration in mantra? So. I, t I teach a lot about affirmations, which are positive intentional statements we make to ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. over and over again. Um, but there is a common um, misunderstanding between the difference in affirmations versus mantra. And our mantra involves the vibration and the element of sound. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a very specific thing about mantra. It's you're you're actually saying the thing out loud and you're breathing into it. Um, can you talk at all about the way that, I mean, how does this, how is this different than when we're just speaking something out loud or how does this element of breathing into the way that we're speaking or emitting certain sounds, how does that affect changes vibrationally in our bodies? I think anytime you bring more awareness to something, you amplify it. So I'm not sure if it's always so different. It's not really different. It's um, the way I've applied sound often is to have an intention, an act. Some people would call it a mantra, an affirmation, something like when we're doing this, uh, which somewhat sounds like an ohm, not surprisingly, right? Where the ohm is the sound of creation. Right? Yes. This is the the sound of creation. We we've all heard ohm. Or the vibration of creation. The vibration yes. of creation. Nada Brahma. They say in Upanishads, the world is sound. And so this ohm sound is something we're kind of familiar with and it's often, you know, made fun of. <laughs> and, but really what we're doing is we're feeling this vibration in our body. I encourage people to actually receive the sound rather than thinking they're ohming, like ohm. No, it's more like you're letting it 
that sacred sound into your body as you're opening your mouth. This might not be logistic sense. It's more of, an, of just being open to the concept of allowing yourself to receive the sound into all the cells in your body so it changes the whole experience. So let's try that together. Oh, yes. As we open our mouth, we're going to let the sacred ohm into our body and it changes your experience. So let that sound go right to the base of your spine. One, two, three. Uh... Feel it go right into your body. Uh... How's that feel? Can you feel it, Alice? I feel full. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I actually, um, when I, when I, it, it, it does have that feeling of, um, I love the way you say you take it in versus letting, it's like letting it out because I do, um, when I meditate or, um, sometimes in yoga, right, you'll, there'll be a moment of where you're oming. And I often at the end of the om, there's like more, mm-hmm. but, it, but, it, but it almost stops. And I feel like I can't bring any more in, but I've never thought about it like that. I've always thought about it as I can't let any more out. But when you just said it, I went, no, it's like I'm full. Like I took it all in and it, and it has a natural stop that I can then let it out and then take more back in. Nice. But there is a natural, like, no, this is what you get for right now. <laughs> Maybe it's like what you can be with, right? Maybe it's not a, it's not a, um, like a, a scarcity thing. It's like, this is what you need. Right. Exactly. It's really it's really larger than we are. Sound and vibration is bigger than we are. We're actually allowing it into our body and how much we can take of it is, is what we need in that moment, perhaps. So this brings us to the power of an intention because you can simply say to yourself, uh, if you need this right now, if you're feeling scared or unsafe, I am safe. I know I am safe. You could say this mentally or out loud. I know I am safe. I know um, I'm safe. And so you would you would follow that with a tone or a sound. I know I am safe. I know I am safe. Like the whole vibration in my I always find that so fascinating, um, the difference between speaking something in my mind or out loud. And I do a lot of affirmations practices with my students. This is like a main thing that I teach. And one of my daily practices that I share with others is these affirmations. And I always give the option between speaking it internally versus saying it out loud. And I know within myself when I say it out loud versus speaking it internally, there is a massive shift in my body that is unexplainable. That I just... It's, it's so empowering and it completely shifts the energy in my body. And it is, I mean, I, I don't understand it, to be mm-hmm. honest. You know, why, why is that, why is that so powerful when we, when we say something in our minds, we're repeating it to ourselves like a thought, like we all have these repeating thoughts, right? Sometimes they're negative. We try to bring in more positive repeating thoughts with our affirmations, but why does actually speaking it? or feeling that vibration in your throat, in your whole body, shift your energy at such a powerful level. Because sound is, is, is a pressurized wave of energy. 
So when you're speaking words out loud, you're sending that information on a wave and that wave penetrates your cells. You're, you're unique perhaps, I mean, maybe not just you, but not everybody can just say something like, I am confident and actually <laughs> feel bad. They're like, you know, I, I, that sounds like a bunch of BS to me right now. I don't feel confident, right? Well, right, but that's normal, the resistance. But we get there We get there through time. Like I felt that time resistance. Or through sound therapy, which is, this is what partly what I do is, is use a bowl and have people say something like that. Because what happens mm. is the sound, as I said, accesses places that you can't access no on, your own. on your own right and so that's where a bowl is really useful or Wait, yeah. and even before you play even before you you do that um what i'm what i'm hearing from both of you and from just other like the the other experts and people i've seen is that what's what i'm what's really cool is that there's so many different ways right like you can say it in your mind right you can say it out loud you can do it with a sound you can be like Amy Cuddy and do it with a posture, right? Like the Superman posture to, to, to change your energy that way. You can, you know, I'm a big, like I write them on post-its and I put them all over and then I'm, because I'm a visual, like seeing the letters visually. And I think that what's so cool is like, we're all, it's all similar, mm -hmm. but yet all different. And you really have to see like, how does, but how does it connect for you, right? Like you clearly are a sound mm -hmm. person and you have like so much of a breathing person. And I mean, you only have to take one look at me to see I'm a words person, <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. and it, but I think like you don't, how do we know unless we try, right? So like, you know, I would never be able to learn this unless I find someone like you and I seek it out and same thing. Mm -hmm. So no, please show us like this version. Yeah, so that what I would, you know, if somebody has a singing bowl or an instrument um, to say your intention out loud and to start playing the bowl. Another thing you can do is write it on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. You could say something. I like the words I know because I know is like something like two plus two equals four. It's like unshakable rather than saying I am love. You say, I know I'm love, or I know I am powerful. It brings a whole different level of, uh, of confidence to the statement. So um, the more empowering it is, the better. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do is muscle. And the key with affirmations in general, or those, those intentional statements, is bringing it into the present tense. Yes. Right? So this is like the question I actually get asked a lot mm -hmm. by um, new meditators mm -hmm. or new clients that I have is, can I say something like, um, I will be, mm -hmm. or in the future, I, I'm like, no, we have to bring it into the present. There's, you know, a very, uh, the high impact comes from rewiring our neural pathways and, you know, generating those ideas or those thoughts from the present tense versus something that you like, you know, perhaps will do in the future. So can you speak a little any to that? Well, I, the importance of, you know, speaking it in the present tense or do you have any other ideas around I, I how to build your own affirmation? There is also something that I do that isn't always present tense, which is working with triggers. So mm -hmm. if you already know, which is also based on past, right? So past triggers, like every time I talk to so-and-so, I feel depleted, right? So you can, you can work with uh, reframing, mm -hmm. um, which is something that, that I found that the terminology in psychology is reframing. I'm not, I didn't study psychology, but someone told me later, no, that's called reframing in psychology. So you say you take a trigger 
and you, you turn it into something actually that's empowering. So you take a negative trigger, like even when I talk to, you know, Julie, I feel safe. Even when I talk to this person, I feel grounded. So let's say someone had a boss or someone in their work environment that they were dealing with or interacting with mm -hmm. on a daily basis that made them feel unsafe right. or insecure or, um, you know, where they just, they felt anxiety or stress when they interacted with this person. What kind of tool or affirmation or technique could that person potentially use well, to reframe yeah. that situation where they are confident, like where it's coming from a place of confidence within themselves versus reacting with that person? Well, it takes a lot of detective work, and this is why I work individually with people, because we'll, we'll go through what emotions might be present in those situations and what really what needs to happen is often the antonym. So if someone's having fear, they need to feel safe. If someone's mm -hmm. feeling anxiety, they need to feel peaceful. Um, so it's very individualized, but ultimately, um, when we, once we come up with the affirmations that are uh, empowering for the individual, I'll have them say it out loud as I'm playing the bowl, and I'll be singing to them as well. Um, one of the tools I use is, is, is something called muscle testing. Are you familiar with that? So no. it gets a little bit away from sound, but I don't know if your audience would be interested in this, but... Could you um, walk us through? Okay, so you could say something like, um, first you start with, muscle testing was developed in the 50s by a chiropractic doctor, 50s, late 50s, 60s, Dr. Goodhart. And what he found is that you can use the body like a biofeedback. Mm -hmm. And so it's really useful in terms of affirmations because when we're working with affirmations, we're really working with the unconscious mind, right? If, if, if something like I am confident was operating in the unconscious mind, you would be confident. In the case of a client who doesn't, someone who doesn't feel confident, uh, obviously their unconscious is saying, you know, you're, you know, you're worthless, or it's saying something that's not leading to this this energy of confidence. So we really want to find out if this statement of truth is resonating within the unconscious. And muscle testing is one tool to see what's going on in the unconscious. Right. So. And you talk about resonating. Like that is a, a word that is used typically to talk about vibration and sound. Mm -hmm. So how are we like resonating different things in our own exactly. bodies so, that interact with these sound tools? Like, sound tools. yeah, can you or, explain or, a little bit about how like our cellular vibration mm -hmm. is working with these elements of sound? Well. Okay, we're on to a different topic, but yes, Maybe. okay, so sort of. But yeah, I mean, I guess sound is, it penetrates, right? So one of the things that when I play this bowl, the sound of this is entering through your skin. Now you're not just hearing it with your ears, you're hearing it with your body. The body listens and it goes into past the cell walls and into the cytoplasm of the cell. And that's where big changes can happen. Because when you have an intention, like I am love, I deserve to be loved, not only is that intention going into your unconscious, it's going into the cellular intelligence of your body. So this is where sound therapy is, it can be very deep work. Because there's the intelligence of the body, that's a whole nother topic. We're just talking about the mind. 
there's there's allergies, which I work a lot with the immune system and working with the white blood cells and how the white blood cells are reacting to allergens. So we can send in the allergen through sound, re-educate the cells of the body. When we have an allergy, it's, there's a type of re-education that needs to happen, particularly if it's an allergy that's based on something that's harmless, like dust or pollen or cat mm. hair. We need to re-educate the body to understand that something like dust is really pretty much harmless. It's just a misperception of the body. Right. And so we're using sound to reprogram, reprogram the cells. So there are different sounds for different chakras uh, or energy centers of the body. If you're more scientifically inclined, you can just do this for your endocrine system because each chakra or energy center corresponds to endocrine glands. So the root chakra sounds like this. Uh, like UH. Uh, and as you make this sound, try to feel it go down to the base of your spine. You can visualize the color red. And I mentioned the endocrine system. This, this is very beneficial for the adrenal glands. Uh, on your own, you can do this as many times as you want, um, as many times as you feel you need. Really, it's really about feeling your body, feeling how these sounds are affecting your body. It's really not about thinking. Feel how the sound is affecting your energy. The second chakra, this is the um, sacral chakra. The sound is ooh, like O-O-O phonetically. The color is orange. And this is the ovaries in the women and testes in men. So this helps balance those endocrine glands. And also, of course, the large intestine is here, all the intestines. So the sound is ooh, and the color is orange. Ooh. And you can do this three times now. Ooh. Ooh. The third chakra sound is O, O-H-O, colors yellow. This affects the pancreas, the stomach, the liver, all your digestive, main digestive organs. Sound is O, color is yellow. O. Again, do that as many times as you'd like on your own. And if you've noticed, I've changed pitch as I've gone to each chakra. I've just done that intuitively for myself, for your own, and on your own time doing this, you can, might come up with a different pitch. Whatever feels, that, feels like that area needs, what sound that area needs, make that tonality but using the, the uh, vowel sounds that I'm giving you now, that's the key. So, uh, ooh, oh. Now moving into the heart area. This is the thymus gland for the endocrine system. Your heart, your lungs, the color is green. You can visualize the color green as you do this. Ah, is the sound. And of course, you can always add an affirmation. So it could be something like, I am loved. I deserve to be loved. I am worthy of being loved. Those are big ones. Uh, so just making that sound is going to bring that intention into your unconscious, into all your cells, your body. Try to just say one affirmation per sound. I said a few different ones, different suggestions. Come up with one. 
Less is better with affirmations, okay? And the more specific you can be, the better too. Fifth chakra, this is your thyroid gland and parathyroid glands in the endocrine system. And of course, in terms of what this chakra is about, it's about speaking your truth. It's also about setting healthy boundaries, speaking up for yourself, knowing that your opinion matters, that you matter, that your voice matters. The sound for this is kind of like two sounds. It's ah, ah, little unusual, a little strange. Just go for it. The color is blue. Ah, so visualizing the color blue. Ah, Spend a lot of time on this one. This is often a big area uh, for a lot of people. Not speaking your truth. It's interesting how hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism is becoming a big issue for many people. I wonder if there's a connection between not speaking up for ourselves, not speaking our truth, and, and those conditions, those diseases, okay? Uh, social media is, has its pluses and minuses. In one way, it's enabled a lot of people to speak up for themselves, speak their truth, when they thought they would be judged and they thought they were so weird, it turns out there's like thousands and millions of people who actually think the same way, which is really cool. At the same time, social media has been an incredible distraction. We've become like robots. We're completely fixated on this freaking smartphone. Um, but in the end, uh, there is, there's got to be a balance, right? So um, human interaction is far better than social media, uh, in my opinion. And actually hearing someone's voice, texting, uh, is overcome is, is becoming such a big way of communicating. So much is communicated in the sound of a voice. This is so much can be misinterpreted depending on your mood. When you look at a text, everything can sound insulting. <laughs> so hearing someone's voice is, is so important because there's so much that goes on with the intention, right, behind the inflection, they say, of, of what is said. The intention is, it, the way something is said sometimes is more important than what's said, right? The way we say something, that's the, kind of the root of sarcasm, right? We can say, nice job. <laughs> nice job. There's like different ways you can interpret it based on what the intention is behind the tonality of the same exact words. Pretty amazing, right? And that's how intention can be carried on sound. Moving to the sixth chakra, this is located uh, above the eyebrows, above the nose. This is the pineal gland, the pituitary gland in the endocrine system. This is the seat of our intuition. And when we make this sound, we can help cleanse the third, um, the third eye, which they say is being affected by chemicals such as fluoride, heavy metals. So as we make this sound, we help keep this endocrine gland clean. The sound is A-Y, A, so, and you can visualize uh, perp, uh, indigo as you do the sound. You can put your finger here if you'd like, get this area of your body vibrating. A. You can do that as many times as you want, um, putting your finger there, looking as strange and weird as you want in your own time, okay? E is the sound of the seventh chakra, this is our hypothalamus gland. It also helps balance the left and right hemispheres of our brain. So we make the sound E, and this is our connection to source. And the sound 
the actually the color for this is white or purple. All right, so white or purple, you can visualize. So there it is. Uh, ooh, oh, ah, ah, e, a, e. We need to re-educate the body to understand that something like dust is really pretty much harmless. It's just a misperception of the body. Right. And so we're using sound to reprogram, reprogram the cells, re-educate, mm -hmm. reprogram. We're feeling this vibration in our body. I encourage people to actually receive the sound rather than thinking they're oming, like om. No, it's more like you're letting it, that sacred sound into your body. Mm -hmm. And as you're opening your mouth, this might not make logistic sense. It's more of, an, of just being open to the concept of allowing yourself to receive the sound into all the cells of your body. So you changes the whole experience. So let's try that together. Oh, yes. As we open our mouth, we're going to let the sacred ohm into our body. And it changes your experience. So let that sound go right to the base of your spine. Okay. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Feel it go right into your body. The key to sound is to always have an intention. And a good formula to remember, and I remember uh, from the great teacher Jonathan Goldman, intention plus sound equals healing. Frequency plus sound equals healing. So when you attach an intention to the sound, you can amplify that intention. It could be something like, I am love. I deserve to be loved. Um, it could be, um, I release anxiety. I release the root cause of fear in my life. I release this. Now, I don't pretend to be a psychotherapist, and this is not meant to replace psychotherapy. This is a wonderful adjunct and a powerful one. I've seen amazing changes with myself and others. For instance, for me, um, I used to chronically worry. <laughs> and I'm not saying I don't worry. I have my moments of worry. But I found that by just seeing the words addiction worry on this drum, I saw the word addiction worry, two words. Then playing the drum on my body, In a sense, what we do is we cancel out the reality of that idea. So you can use sound to somewhat like, you know, they have the Bose headphones, they have these technologies out there that use a frequency that matches the noise. When we match the noise, we can actually flatline the frequency, we cancel it out. Two identical frequencies that come together flatline. So you can use this with a, uh, something like addictions. Addiction to worry, that would for me change my life uh, to the point where, um, you know, I have worry, but never chronically not worrying about nothing, right? Um, there's other words you could use, like addiction to being nervous, right? So um, the other places that I've seen results with this is not just emotions. We've seen it with actual physical addictions. So addiction to cigarettes, addiction to caffeine, addiction to sugar, you can have that intention. As you play the bowl, you can cancel out that addiction. This is not the silver bullet. You have to want to give something up. It's not going to work like magic unless you 
are ready. That's key. You have to be ready. The key to sound is to always have an intention. And a good formula to remember, and I remembered uh, from the great teacher Jonathan Goldman, intention plus sound equals healing. Frequency plus sound equals healing. So when you attach an intention to the sound, you can amplify that intention. It could be something like, I am love. I deserve to be loved. Um, it could be, um, I release anxiety. I release the root cause of fear in my life. I release this. Now, I don't pretend to be a psychotherapist, and this is not meant to replace psychotherapy. This is a wonderful adjunct and a powerful one. I've seen amazing changes with myself and others. For instance, for me, um, I used to chronically worry. <laughs> and I'm not saying I don't worry. I have my moments of worry. But I found that by just seeing the words addiction worry on this drum, I saw the word addiction worry, two words. Then playing the drum on my body. In a sense, what we do is we cancel out the reality of that idea. So you can use sound to somewhat like, you know, they have the Bose headphones. They have these technologies out there that use a frequency that matches the noise. When we match the noise, we can actually flatline the frequency, we cancel it out. Two identical frequencies that come together flatline. So you can do this with a, uh, something like addictions. Addiction to worry, that would for me change my life uh, to the point where um, you know, I have worry but never chronically not worrying about nothing, right? Um, there's other words you could use like addiction to being nervous, right? So um, the other places that I've seen results with this is not just emotions, we've seen it with actual physical addictions. So addiction to cigarettes, addiction to caffeine, addiction to sugar, you can have that intention. As you play the bowl, you can cancel out that addiction. This is not the silver bullet. You have to want to give something up. It's not going to work like magic unless you are ready. Right? That's key. You have to be ready. Um, the other thing you can do with sound is to write down your intention. So something like, uh, like I mentioned, I like these words. I know I am worthy. I give myself permission blank, whatever that might be. Some people have written down the word soulmate. The next day they, live, they meet their soulmate. It's pretty, pretty wild. Be careful what you wish for. And what you do is you can write down your intention on a piece of paper. You can say it out loud and play a bowl, or you can even put the intention in the bowl as you're playing it. So the intention is moving into the room, into the space, into your body. If you want to clear a space, you could, you could, you could say, um, actually, the words thank you, believe it or not, are like garlic to Dracula. <laughs> thank you is one of the most, is the highest vibrations. Um, it's, it's incredibly high. Gratitude, they talk about, we talk about the importance of having gratitude. The words thank you is like garlic to Dracula. You put the word thank you in a bowl as you're playing it. bowls here. Um, uh, I usually use three, three or four or five bowls. A lot of people like to have a whole big setup of quartz crystal coals, which is fine. Um, 
They like to have different bowls for different chakras. For me, it's all about your intention. It's really, these bowls are wonderful and they're magical and they're beautiful looking, they're colorful, <laughs> they sound beautiful, but honestly, let's get really real about this. This physical object is not necessarily gonna do anything for you. It's what you bring to this. It's your intention that is actually where the magic happens. So it doesn't matter if you don't have the money to invest in thousands of dollars of bowls, because these can be quite pricey. It's really not about them. You can have one bowl, you could have a drum. That's it, and that's enough, because really it's your intention and what you bring to that instrument is where the power is and where, the, where transformation happens. So that's a little bit, that's a really quick uh, intro to sound therapy. something you'd like to bring in, an intention you'd like it to bring into all of your body and your mind and your spirit right now? Joy. Joy.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.